Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about the experiences of high-achieving women and men across industries and lifestyles who are at about the midpoint in their career and are no longer satisfied to let life happen to them. Together, we're going to purposely create the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, by getting clarity on how we're creating the experiences of our lives, including how we're keeping ourselves stuck, by articulating what it is we want for the second half of our lives and identifying a plan to achieve it. Hello, and welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. So my friend PJ sent me a reel last week. And let me tell you a little bit about PJ first. So this is PJ DeVere, and that's P-J-D-E-V-E-R-E. And I spell her name for you because PJ is an author, and you need to go check out her books on Amazon and elsewhere. Um, PJ and I met at the Georgia Romance Writers Conference several years ago. 2020, so before the pandemic, 2019, actually, yeah, before the pandemic, um, and have become friends over the course of these intervening years. And she has been, actually, she's on, she's on her third career. So PJ was a teacher and then went back to law school as an adult and has been an attorney now for, I don't know, PJ, you'd have to tell me, maybe 20 or more years. Um, and now she's writing, she's moving, she's getting to a place where she's going to retire from law and be writing full-time. And I'm just proud to know her. How exciting. And so at some point, I'm going to have PJ on the podcast to talk a little bit more about that transition, particularly from law to writing. And I think you'll enjoy hearing PJ's story. But for now, what I want to tell you is that she sent me this reel. And it's a reel, right? So number one, I don't know that any of this is factually accurate. I really haven't checked. Um, And they're cheesy. So because of course they are. But it was this older man, and he's explaining the behavior of lobsters. And what he says is that as lobsters grow, their soft inner body begins to get uncomfortable, essentially, with their shell. And the shell can't grow, right? I mean, you've all seen lobster shells. They're thick and, and whatever. That's not going anywhere. That's, that's not actually going to grow. So the lobster has to fed that in order to be able to move on to its next stage of growth. So the lobster will go put itself like under a rock or something in a safe place so that it can release that shell. It can break the shell and come out of it and then have a new shell underneath that's going to harden, that's going to be a little bit larger. And then when that lobster keeps growing and that next shell starts becoming tight and uncomfortable, They're going to go back to a private safe place. And again, they're going to shed that outer shell and form a new one that's a little bit bigger that now they fit into. And it goes without saying, right? Of course, I found a way to think about this in the context of of our lives and the things that we experience. And I think about my clients. I think about a woman that I talked to last week with a multi-decade career who is now sitting up and realizing she's completely over it and wants to not be doing what she's doing, wondering what on earth is wrong with her. 
And then I have another client who has been um, in several different careers, very motivated, very type A individual who has found herself sitting around not doing the things she wants to do. She can't get herself to take action. And she's wondering what's wrong with her. And I think about our tendency to wonder when things get a little bit uncomfortable, when things aren't the way that we expect them to be, our tendency to look inward and say, what's wrong with us? We think, I might be depressed. This might be like a midlife crisis. Maybe it's perimenopause. But something's going wrong with me. Something external or internal, perhaps, is happening to me. And it has gone wrong and I need to fix it. So what are the things that I might do to fix it? So I might need to get my head on straight. I might need to talk to some friends who are going to give me some tough love. I might need to get medicated. But something about this situation is broken and now needs to be fixed. And I wonder, what if instead we recognized that these times, these seasons of discomfort don't really mean that anything has gone wrong. They might be indicators that we're growing. And there are pieces of our life. There are ways that we have shown up in the world. There are relationships that are a little less comfortable than they were that might now require a little renegotiation, a new shell, if you will, to be, to, to be developed, a new structure, a new scaffolding for our lives that's a little bit bigger than it was before. You know, we know as we age, whether we have sort of that midlife spread situation going on or not, we know that our clothes are going to begin to fit differently, right? And it would be a lie if I said when our clothes fit differently, we don't think there's a problem that needs to be fixed. Certainly, we think there's a problem that needs to be fixed. But what if we just recognized again that this is a season of change? I'm continuing to become. I read something that I wrote, and this may actually be repeated in an email that's coming up if you're on my email list. If you're not, you want to sign up for my email list. But what if we purposefully chose to grow? as much from 40 to 80 and beyond as we did from zero to 40, from birth to 40? What if we recognized and expected intentional growth? And we recognized, in fact, the growth is pretty uncomfortable. Do you remember when you were growing as a kid and as a teenager? Do you remember realizing your shoes were too small again? Maybe that coat that fit last season didn't fit anymore. Maybe your body started feeling very strange as you were going through puberty. You didn't feel great. All of those indicators of growth that we experienced as kids and as teenagers. Why do we think all of that's over? Especially for women, right? Because we're going to experience hormonal shifts that are basically the unwinding of the puberty situation over these years. Of course, things are going to get uncomfortable. And what if that discomfort isn't a problem, isn't a sign that something has gone wrong, but is instead an indicator that we're growing or changing? 
I talked in the very first episode of the podcast about the fact that change is good. But we often as adults think that if we want change, we must be saying there's something really bad about what's going on in our lives. I'm not argue with that entirely. I'm going to say I think it's developmentally appropriate for us to continue to change and shift. Of course we do throughout our adult lives. So where in your life are you beginning to feel a little uncomfortable? Where in your life is your shell not fitting as nicely as it might have before? We're influenced by the things that we consume. And I don't just mean food and drink. We're influenced by the media that we consume, certainly social media and television, the books that we read, the friends that we're around. And we grow. And what if we took a look at this growth and viewed it as a primarily positive thing? What if we expected it? What if we applauded it? But what if we recognized that it was when it was present, it might be a season of some discomfort? So the second thing I want to point out to you from this lobster reel that PJ sent me was the idea that the lobster crawled off and went under a rock somewhere private so that it could shed its shell. Not knowing anything about this, I have to assume that when the lobster sheds its shell, it's pretty vulnerable. Uh, if I understand correctly, they get like a soft shell underneath that's going to harden over time. So they've gone to a safe place so that they won't be injured or killed while they're shedding their hard outer exterior. Something that I have observed, observed in myself is that when I'm going through changes or seasons of growth, I tend to withdraw a little bit. I was in a couple of different coaching groups in the spring and I found it was really just so compelling to me, almost an impulse, that when I was sort of sorting something through, I pulled back a little bit. I didn't participate as much. And I and I thought there was something wrong with me for that, you know, because I'm I'm a I'm a good student. I've always been a good student. I show up and do what I'm supposed to do. And I found myself withdrawing. And what if my coaching colleagues said, well, what if that's actually just part of your process? What if that actually, you know, is not an indicator that something has gone wrong? And I began to look back over my life in different seasons of change and recognizing how true that is for me. And I called it cocooning, but I like I like to I like to pull back a little bit and to spend more time being reflective when I'm sorting something new through. When I'm deciding what comes next for me, when I'm reflecting on my life, I like to keep some of that inward. And some of that is because of my own desire to really tune in and to hear my own voice. It's not that I don't want to hear the voices of others around me and that I don't want to have input from family and friends into what's going on. But there are early sort of formative stages where we're shifting and changing as individuals or with something's going on in our life. For me, where it is important for me to tune in and to really get clear on what I think, what I feel, so that I'm not then volleying that off of what somebody else, my friend, whomever thinks or feels about what is happening for me, what their observations are. I don't actually want input at all of those stages along the way. And you know what? That's okay. 
It doesn't mean that I will want input later. But it's perfectly fine for there to be those times when I want to draw into myself, much like the lobster under the rock. It may be for you, this, this time of kind of withdrawing and stepping away may not be necessary. But maybe for you, as you're shifting and changing, you want to be very mindful of the friends that you do surround yourself with. If you're going to be vulnerable and exposed, you want to pick the people who you're going to have around you in that vulnerable place very carefully. Whose input do you want? And so for me, that's going to be a little bit more down the line after I've had that period of withdrawal for myself. But then I'm going to open up more to those people who are closest to me, whose opinions and perspectives I'm looking for, and who I can believe can speak into where I am at that particular stage in my life. So this has been a pretty short and sweet episode about lobsters. But what I really want to, the takeaway that I'd like for you to have from this episode is to simply notice where in your life you might be feeling discomfort. And to begin to look at that situation or that circumstance, whatever is going on for you, and wonder, just offer some curiosity to it. Is this a potential for growth? Is this a place of change? Is this a place where I am coming into my own or hearing my voice in a different or more clear way? Is that why I'm uncomfortable? And to recognize that if you are becoming something different, if you are making changes in your life, not unlike something just simply as simple as a physical move from one home to another, those types of things are uncomfortable for a reason change and growth. It is uncomfortable. But that's what causes us to grow. That's what causes us to move forward. And that's good. That doesn't mean something has gone wrong. So maybe too, as you look back on your journey, on your life, on decisions that you've made, maybe you were somewhere for a long time or with someone for a long time, and then suddenly it became clear that it was time for that relationship, professional or personal, to end or to shift in some way. It doesn't mean something's gone wrong. It might have been that it has come to completion. And you began to get uncomfortable as a way to signal yourself that it was time for change. At the beginning of last week's episode, I asked you to take a moment and to check in with yourself and sort of see how you were feeling. What what are the predominant emotions that were coming up for you? And so if you've tried that over the course of the next last week, if you've been checking in and seeing your feelings, you may have noticed some feelings of discomfort, some feelings of angst or frustration, maybe anger, maybe just unrest or restlessness. Those can all be indicators of growth that's happening within your shell where no one can see it. So for those of you who are about my age, you probably remember the Friends episode with Phoebe talking about how lobsters mate for life and finding your lobster. So that was what came to mind for me entirely as I was working on this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. I do hope you'll join me back here next week for our next episode. And if you're interested, I do have a book club in Facebook. We're a Facebook group. It is a low-stress book club. 
and we are going to be reading Susan Cain's Bittersweet beginning in the month of July. I've talked about it on other episodes, so I won't go into detail here. But if you're interested, there is a link to join the Facebook group in the description of this podcast on YouTube or whatever podcast player you're listening on. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you this week, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye.